tell your friends, the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. LifeRadio.fm, Thanksgiving Eve. Welcome in. Hopefully uh, you're having a great day. <laughs> Early enough that we don't really care yet. So. <laughs> There's not enough coffee. Just not enough coffee. <laughs> Dude, isn't Thanksgiving Eve... I, I, most people get off half day today, right? I... I don't know about most people. I know yeah. a lot of people will. They'll finally, yeah. you know, around the office, somebody will walk right. around and say, hey, we're closing up early. You right. Know, not really an official I, yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. 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 I remember those days. I yeah. also, you know, I told you I worked with a guy one time, shared an office with him where we were working for multiple stations. And he had this big thing about the Friday after Thanksgiving because right. technically it's a work day. Mm -hmm. Technically Thanksgiving is your only day off. Yep. And I just remember thinking, I don't, why? You know, there's really just no point, yeah. you know, in doing yeah. that. And one year you and I did that. You remember when we actually decided we we're going to come in Friday morning mm -hmm. and we're going to talk to people, you know, we're going to put it up. Hey, if you're in line waiting to go in somewhere for the, you know, Friday deals and all that, yeah, Black yeah. Friday, call us. And then we realized, well, if they're standing in line back then, they're can't not listen. listening. No. Right. They can't. <laughs> and so it was like, we planned this whole thing out. And it was like, we realized as soon as we started within the first half hour, it was like, no, mm -hmm. nope, nope. They don't, nobody cares. They're shopping. They don't care about <laughs> That's us. That's right. That's it's like, if, if they're among the insane who get up yes, and go shopping. Yes. We will just not do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they're in the kitchen cooking and they're not listening and they're that yeah. early. Yeah. yeah that like early. Why? That, yeah, exactly right. But the, today with the like life radio.fm, mm -hmm. it goes with you everywhere. It's right. in your pocket. You might as well stand in line and listen because you can on your phone, you know, but, <laughs> but back then, no. No, not so much. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And uh, we were talking during the music. <laughs> because it's just one of those times a year, man, where our industry is just so jacked up right now in general. Because, yeah. you know, there are things in the past that are still current. Okay. Yeah. But they're not with the way, like, for instance... Muzak, you mentioned Muzak, and I was yeah, like, "Is yeah. that even still a thing?" Yeah, and, and I, it is. It's still there. Unbelievable. Muzak you know? is a background music. Hey, kids, music is a Muzak is a background music service <laughs> that stores everywhere. Subscribed to. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, or, or they used is. to, yeah. and now, now it's like um, you you go into a store and you'll hear something playing, mm -hmm. and you don't know if it's you know, online, you know, right, if yeah. it's a, you, you just don't know what you're actually getting. And it's right. just kind of interesting how that has gone. Yeah. And, like uh, Jane and I go to this, uh, uh, now and then, not all the time, but we go to this little ice cream parlor Yeah, and, uh, they, they serve some pretty good hot dogs. And like mm -hmm. last night we did that. We just opted to said, you know what, for supper, yeah. let's go get a hot dog. Right. And so we did that last night and they have a, a big Bluetooth speaker in the corner playing all their background music and it's coming off of a phone somewhere. Right. It's Bluetooth off of a phone behind the counter and somebody's, you know, they've got uh, like a, an oldies music channel. Mm -hmm. See, found now I go to those places and I yeah. get my phone to link up with that Bluetooth and I take it over <laughs> with life radio. And that's what I used to do that at Walmart with the radios, you know, especially oh, yeah. right around the holidays, go and change yeah. them all go to your radio station. Yeah. Go into, yes, yeah, go into circuit city. Remember circuit yep. city, oh, go in and do yeah. that and set all the radios to the station yep. you were working at. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do it at Walmart. <laughs> 
Just, yeah. You know, but yeah, because <laughs> especially when I was doing top 40 radio back in the day, man, because that you knew they were buying boom boxes and, oh, all, yeah. and you know, cause singles and all that. Do you remember those <laughs> things? Singles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You remember wow. That? I do remember cause oh, singles. Can God. we have a moment of silence for cause no, they don't deserve a moment of silence. No. <laughs> No, and and like bringing back the eight track cartridge, another thing that does not need to be brought back. Holy you know, cow. yeah, in the middle of a song, and all of a sudden, click, kachunk. Yep. <laughs> I just remember that it did that on. I had somebody, and I guess it was my Christmas gift. Somebody bought me a Dick Clark thing yeah. of, of greatest hits, and it was he's not heavy, he's my brother, mm-hmm. and it would play the first part of it, and then mm-hmm. it goes silent, and kachunk, and then it picked back up, and I'm like. You're going to tell me you guys couldn't plan any better than that. You it couldn't is, tell. We got yeah. 18 minutes right here, and you fit it all in. Nope, they didn't even bother with that. No. Just put it all on there and let it change when it needs to. There you go. Got me was the noise, too. Oh, it's yeah. Like there's, it's like there's a there's a little guy with a huge hammer in your dashboard. Yeah. Ka-chunk. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that really made that better was driving that Volkswagen where the engine was so loud <laughs> that you barely, you know, you're listening to the Sultans of Swing, and it's like, we are the Sultans. <laughs> oh my gosh they had the good old days of freezing while you're in the middle of going to work uh-huh. uh, sign the radio station on uh-huh. and all of a sudden you hear it's so cold outside you you're driving your air-cooled volkswagen mm. and you hear the spark plug get blown out of the head <laughs> yeah that's me that right as the car gets warm enough to be drivable uh-huh. bam and all of a sudden your power drops you're driving on three cylinders oh, praying you get to work i have been there Yes, obviously. <laughs> yes, and so I have. Have I. I have wow, what was that noise? <laughs> I don't. And that was the thing about the heaters in, in those old Volkswagens. I had a little Carmen Ghia. Yeah. I had a Beetle. That was my first car. And then later, I bought a Carmen Ghia. And then, <laughs> and they're both air cooled. And the thing about the heaters in the dead of winter. Well, in Alabama, it's you know it's not all yeah. that cold, but it's cold enough. So yeah. you get in that car, and when is it warm? About the time you get where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's when it's warmed up. That's why they sell those little propane heaters, you know, with the little thing on the top. <laughs> yes. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm. It is Ye old Mark and Mac show. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you know, the day before a holiday where, to be honest with you, we're with you. You yeah, know, I, we, we, thank you. We thank you for listening, <laughs> but we know your heart's not in it. Yeah. Hey, you're wishing it was tomorrow morning when you could have ignored the oh. alarm clock. Yeah. And yeah. But I, you know, Mark, one thing I did want to point out, as long as we're here, let's share some joy. Okay. Um, for those of you who believe in UFOs, uh, <laughs> that they come from alien planets and things like that. The government has once again admitted it um, without admitting it. Now, whenever one of their groups, like they've had this Navy group put together for a while, uh, examining UFOs. Remember, there was Project Blue Book, right, then there was yeah. several others. Okay, well, in the last couple of years, if you remember, um, when the Pentagon Papers, uh, the the videos came out, right? It was remember the leaked uh, video of the Navy seeing this. The, they call it the uh, chiclet or the uh, yes, the chiclet. Oh, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, tic tac, uh, the tic tac. Thank yes. you, the tic tac yeah. UFO, and that caused quite the stir because they couldn't explain it, and people in the Navy were like, "Dude, I saw it." And it's real, and we need to know what it is. Mm -hmm. And so they have been examining this. Well, what happens with the government is whenever people find out about something they try to keep secret, they play along for a little while. They let it get out there. Oh, yeah, we are examining. We are looking. That way they make you feel safe. Mm -hmm. But then once they have found out enough and they don't want you to know anymore, they say, well, that, that project is over. 
and we're going to change. And then they move it and they say, we're changing to a different one. And that's what they're doing now. Mm. Um, now the federal government is embarking on a new attempt to explain the unexplainable. Why would they do that? They've already had this Navy thing, the uh, U.S. Navy's Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force that has been very effective at getting information to the public and explaining, hey, we don't know what these are, but we're working on it, you know? Yeah. People are kind of taking it for granted that, well, there's something weird happening, but they've lost interest, so now they're going to bury it. Hmm. They're shutting down the Navy group, and they've got a new one. The Defense Department is launching the Airborne object identification and management synchronization group. Okay. All right. They're, they're taking all the stuff you now know, and they're going to leave it in the public sector, but now they're going to hide everything and they're hiding it in plain sight. <laughs> so there you go. Obviously, you know, they have discovered something and, uh, you know, just leaving it there there. Yeah, yeah. The Navy discovered that we have a lot of things we can't explain, but we don't know what they are. So we're leaving it at that. Hmm. Now they don't have to answer it and they've moved on. Hmm. Interesting. So, I'm just, Biden's not an alien, but he's daggone close, okay? <laughs> so. <laughs> LiveRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And, you know, a couple of minutes ago, I was telling you about that, the government changing the name, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and changing the focus of the UFO division. Um, which is, it's kind of interesting because once they caught these helicopters flying on Mars and they just said, Hey, they're not really helicopters on Mars. It's our video of our helicopter flying on Mars. Okay. That's what they did. Yeah, that's ours. That's not theirs. It's ours. And so they, they just covered that up by announcing, well, we're going to put these UFOs under a different thing now. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. Well, but they have a story about these helicopters claiming mm. that they are NASA, you, you know, helicopters. Oh, on the Mars. ones on Mars, you mean? Yes. Oh, well, you mean the one that's been flying around with Ingenuity, the rover? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Ingenuity is breaking its own records. It's the first powered, uh, controlled, well, it's Ingenuity is the helicopter. It's flying under its own power. It's controlled from another planet, ours. Yes. And we haven't had much visual evidence of its exploits. We get a little blurry snippet every now and then of this thing in the air, yeah. right? Well, NASA's just released the most detailed footage yet of Ingenuity in flight. Two videos were taken during the Rotorcraft's 13th flight, which took place on September 4th. The 16-second flight saw Ingenuity travel nearly 700 feet horizontally at an altitude of 26 feet. Oh, it's getting way up there. The Perseverance rover <laughs> recorded the Rotorcraft's maneuvers from a distance of about 1,000 feet away. Hmm. You know, Mark, the problem I have with this yes. is we spent years and billions and billions of dollars to get a craft on the surface. And the first thing we do, <laughs> leave the surface. <laughs> and what I think is that there's some serious drone nerds at NASA now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, there was never any mention that when we got there, we had this, you know, helicopter we could put up. And we never oh, heard about that oh, yeah, until once it. No, we didn't. They did. landed it there. No, they hid that. I knew it was only, They talked about it before they launched. No, they buried, They knew there were helicopters really, on Mars. They saw them. They had the pictures. Uh, they had they had these helicopters taking off from the nose on the face on Mars. Is that and so they is? said, okay, we're okay. sending a helicopter up to Mars. Like, wait right. a minute. So we're spending all this money to actually get this thing landing on Mars, uh -huh. but we're also taking a sharper image drone to put up there and say, here's uh -huh. our helicopter. It's called Ingenuity. <laughs> right. Well, I bought that for Braylon for Christmas, dude. Okay. You know, it's, uh -huh. yeah, so I got, uh -huh. that's what I'm telling him. Here's the same copter they're flying on Mars right now claiming it's, uh, yeah. 
Well, it's I know why this is all fake. Everybody, it's all fake. It's every because the Earth's flat. We couldn't have gotten there anyway. Earth's flat. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and you know, a little while ago when uh, Mark was admitting that the helicopters on Mars are being flown by Martians and not by the U.S., I thought that was a pretty good admission from you, Mark, and and I appreciated you finally saying that. You know, that's why you know. See, they cover up all these things with the government. This okay. is why you have to subscribe to the podcast so you right. can back up and hear these segments yourself yes. again and well, try to f- understand. Well, Mark, you know, I, I think it's neat that you finally have come on board with the fact that we've been covering up aliens for years. Mm-hmm. You know? Actually, you know, Mark, I, in all seriousness, okay, I don't know no. what really, no. you know, no. but I know that I have seen things in the sky that I could not explain and twice they were incredible. Mm. I didn't immediately jump to an alien invasion. Right. But I did say, hmm, I wonder what that huge mungus thing is, you know? Yeah. And it was one night at when I was a youth director at New Haven Baptist Church, and we were having a little softball game and, you know, just playing and having fun. And I didn't say anything to anybody, but I saw it. And it was only later on that night I got home and I told it on. I said, you know, when we were out there today, I saw something huge and it was a long way away. Mm -hmm. And I said it like that. Okay. Where she was two or three feet from me. Haley was standing. I didn't see where she was. Haley comes in. I saw it too. And she described exactly what I had seen. She goes, I didn't say anything, but I didn't know what it was. What was it? And I said, you know, I don't know. And I think I told her it was a hot air balloon or something, you know, but it was, you know, again, really crazy. That's it. I don't hmm. know. And then I saw another time where I actually saw a craft flying and it had odd lights on it and it was flying in an odd way. And it was the night that you and I did the, uh, Ray Bolts, Russ Taff show okay. at the, yeah. uh, at the battle theater in Birmingham. All right. And with the whole family on our way there. And we saw this thing and I said, Hey, what do you got? Do you see this thing over here? And we're headed down I 20 right there where I 20, uh, and I 459 trustful area. Mm. And the craft is flying fast. It stops pretty much. Next thing you know, there are a couple other aircraft that come alongside it, helicopters and a light is shined like a spotlight from one of the helicopters is shined on it. Then another one is shined on it. They're trying to, you know, something's going on here. Hmm. And then it was gone. Wow. And there were people that called the uh, airport and uh, authorities. Hey, what is this thing flying around? And then it was gone. There was nothing ever said about it. You know why I know about it? Why is that? I mean, because I was keeping it to myself. I didn't say anything. And that's why I told everybody, I said, don't say anything because people are going to call you crazy or whatever, you know? This is because Jeff Tanner was doing afternoons on DJC at the time. Yeah. And he talked about it on the air. Wow. Hey, y'all, I'm getting calls. People seeing a UFO. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, he had to go in for surgery the next day and they couldn't do it. But anyway, yes. it's just one of those times where you just have to, you see something and you don't immediately jump to it's an invasion. You just say, hey, I don't know what it is. Wow. You know, have you ever seen anything that you didn't know what it was? I have that- seen I have seen several strange, unusual and at the time unexplainable things. Right. Usually in the sales departments at radio stations. But up up
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show. Mark, you were talking about over the last couple of months, you're, you, you haven't been able to sleep like you had in the past, right? Mm, waking wait. up, not going back to sleep. Well, it's just, it, it's something that happens from time to time. And it's usually because uh, my sinuses are, are playing fits with me. But don't you have yeah. like a CPAP? Don't you wear like a big, yes. you know, yeah. mask and everything else? Yeah, I sleep a lot better since I got the CPAP. Much really? better. Now, does that, yeah. yeah, but do you, I, I'm just kind of curious because I've seen that thing and it, uh, not making this a UFO show, but <laughs> it does kind of look alien. You know, a guy sleeping with a mask and a hose and everything else. And actually, it looks like something from the movie Alien. Is what okay. it looks like. <laughs> but when you first started wearing that when you were going to sleep, I mean, did, did oh, it really mess with you a little bit? Yes. Really? Yes, because that was right around the same time that I learned I was claustrophobic. <laughs> now you're putting a mask over yes, your face. Uh huh. So, so I had this episode where I, I had to go get an MRI <laughs> and they put me in the tube and I'm joking around with them. Hey, wake me up when we're done. Yuck, yuck, yuck. You know, because an MRI is loud. It's so noisy. And you've just had a couple of MRIs, yes. right? And, yes. and you're so used to them now. You've, yes. you've had so many of them. You I can actually, sleep. you can sleep. Yes, I have. And it's funny, but I have to warn them. I yeah. get into this Zen like state. Right. And I do go to sleep and well, they didn't believe They never believe me. They never. And I was, I, funny. I will just, yeah. you know, if I move, I'm sleeping. So, you know, wake me up. <laughs> so I, uh, they tell you, uh, don't touch the sides of the tube, you know, make, just make sure you keep your elbows off the sides of the tube. And so I'm up in there and I feel my elbows touch the sides of the tube. So I kind of move my, my elbows in and my, my hands move and my knuckles touch the top of the tube. Mm-hmm. And it hit me how tight that space was. <laughs> and I had a flashback to when I was four years old and got stuck in a drain pipe Ooh. as a kid. Ooh. And it's just like, yeah, scary. And I, I, I was stuck in the drain pipe and, and screamed until my mom came and pulled me out. So, wow. And so, and that was, and I haven't thought about that in 50, 60 years. Right. You know, it's just, wow. just, it's been a long time since I've even, even thought about it and pop. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And then a couple of weeks later, I go for the, uh, for the sleep test and all that stuff. They put me in a CPAP unit and you strap this thing on your face and you wake up in the middle that night, the sleep test, I woke up about two hours into it, clawing at my face because it's like I had an octopus wrapped around my head or something. You wow. Know? And it was just like, no, nah, I can't do this. And so mm. they put the one on me that just covers your nose and that I could deal with pretty much. But still, for that first couple of weeks, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and pull it off and, and pace around and just walk around the house. Wow. Just walk <laughs> until I could shake it off and go back to bed again because it was wow. wigging me out. <laughs> but but Man. Now, I'm, now I'm good. Well, you know, that is the first sign of dementia where you can remember something from when you were four, like it just mm -hmm. happened, but you forgot about what you you know had for dinner uh, last night kind of thing. So, Listen, Carl, you can stop that right now. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and mark look a couple of minutes ago when i was asking you about the cpap thing <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason that was top of mind is because of this story about a, a fairly expensive mattress i mean fairly when the mattress costs more than your first house you know <laughs> oh man well yeah and that's an expensive mattress but and the thing is that you would expect somebody with some money to have a mattress like that and possibly okay. to endorse a mattress like that. And sure. And who is that going to be? Usually a sports celebrity. Right. They're going to be endorsing products. It happens everywhere in the world. Soccer superstar Cristiano Ronaldo. Have you ever heard of him? 
Uh, I have not. Mm, I have, but I, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. <laughs> mm. He sleeps on and he endorses the Hogo, H-O-G-O, sleeping system. The Spanish company Hogo claims its bed improves the immune system as a result of more restful rest. Mm-hmm. After 30 years of research, the company obtained the materials that, quote, protect people from electromagnetic pollution, as well as the geoelectric field to be re- recovered. That's Mark, what this actually sounds like something that I made up and tried yeah. to get you to do the commercial for. That's what yeah, that sounds like. It does, though. Because, it? Mark, you just read the script. After 30 years of research, we have <laughs> obtained the materials that will protect you from the electromagnetic pollution that is affecting your <laughs> immune system. We have conquered this, and now you can get a healing, restful night of sleep. No more CPAP mask. No more aches and pains during the day. You will sleep better. You right. will heal better. Everything. You know what? You'll get younger sleeping on this mattress. And wow. How much does it cost? <laughs> Only $44,000. Everyone should have one in every room of the house. As a matter of fact, if you want to impress your in-laws, buy one for that spare bedroom you've got. Available only from SkyMall.com. Good grief. You get that Mike Rindell, you know, with his my pillow guy and let all the liberals freak out, you know. <laughs> liferadio.fm the market mag show and the holiday version we're taking a couple of days off like everybody else uh, yeah. thanksgiving holiday and uh this is the kickoff of christmas you know shopping and all it that is, yeah black so friday the, yeah yeah now i'm guessing that santa claus has already showed up in many area oh, yeah. businesses to do pictures yeah. i assume that i'm probably wrong but well i wouldn't be at all surprised to stumble into santa somewhere i'm wondering though because there are so many people who take seasonal jobs, you know, and mm-hmm. things like that, who because of COVID and, and how people have learned to live on the government's back, you know, uh, learned that there are, you know, what, 72 overlapping food resources uh, in our government, you know, payout. Anyway, people have learned to live without having to have a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now dressing up like Santa and doing that for a seasonal thing, really not that important anymore. No, no. So no, what gonna, do we have, Mark? They'll just go to San Francisco and steal everything. That's what they'll do. <laughs> In addition to shortages of everything else, Expect a shortage of department store and mall Santa Claus actors for kids to confide in this year. In addition to the unusual reasons for labor shortages, the men who play commercial Santas are at a high risk for COVID-19. Stephen Arnold, president of the International Brotherhood of Real Bearded Santas, says, Ah. Most of us tick all the boxes. We're old. We're overweight. We have diabetes. And if we don't have diabetes, we have heart disease. So they are prime candidates. They are in the highest risk category. <laughs> the International Brotherhood of Real, Real Bearded, Bearded Santas. Yes. I love it. You know, I have only been a dressed up Santa one time. Yeah. And it was only because that I was I was emceeing an event that they had hired me to do back we're talking many years ago. And the guy who was gonna dress up as Santa canceled. Oh no. And so I yeah, at the last minute. I mean, we're talking, I think he was sick. I mean, there was that, it wasn't like, oh, come on. It was like, I think he was sick. So somebody had to do it and they're like, Dave, you got to do this. Hmm. I'm like, I'm skinny. I'm 20 something, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to be a good Santa. <laughs> I'm like, well, we'll fill out the suit and blah, blah, blah. So I do it. And every bad thing you've ever heard, it was at a church and yeah. it was like all these little kids wanted to see Santa and they made a big deal. 
every, I'm not kidding, Mark, every blasted, horrible story you've heard about children and Santa, it happened to me. The only time I've ever done it. I did. I got peed on. I got barfed on. I got boogers wiped on me. I had a kid wipe his nose in the fake beard. Every bad thing you can imagine happening did. So COVID's nothing compared to all that stuff. Nothing. No. It, it's a hot zone, man. Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mag show and a pleasure to have you with us we appreciate it yeah you know mark there are heading into the holidays i mean it's a, a much lighter kind of time if you allow it you know um but you and i both have a i don't want to say a bad habit but <laughs> we do tend to look at a lot of news and and a lot of the things happening in the world today yeah. and you know we both look at it and go come on man this is just such a lie and, you know, there's a frustration for me anyway, yeah. and I assume there is for you. And I'm wondering, instead of worrying about all the government lies and how the media, which we are a part of, how the media covers things up and uh, changes the way a story is reported to reflect their own bias. Um, and I just wonder, why can't we do stories about, I don't know, like a dog phone, you Ooh. know, a phone for dogs or, well, you know, now that you mention it. Okay. I just happened to have one right here in my grubby a little fingers. Phone? A, a no, dog a phone? A story about the dog phone. Okay. There, there is a, is a dog mm -hmm. phone? Yeah. You know what? Oh, I, I watched Scrooge the other day. Oh, Scrooge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember in there where uh, Mitchum, Robert Mitch goes to Bill Murray and says, uh, we need programming for uh, for dogs. pets, cats, yes. yeah, and you know, yeah, you know how many cats there are, how many dogs. <laughs> you know, we, now Kojak used to have that lollipop. How about a, a detective who, you know, just twirls some string, you know? And, <laughs> and as he's leaving, Bill Murray's looking at him like, "That's the craziest thing ever." Yeah, and here we are, yes. the dog phone. Yep, and and we have programming for dogs and cats now. Yep, on YouTube. Yep, we do. Yes, there is. I've actually found the dog and cat channels. I've actually run the dog videos for for uh, our dog Kimber, and she sits there and looks at him. Oh my god, it's just okay. really strange. It's very, very strange. Do you like it? I, I don't know. I usually fall asleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's just it's just nature and squirrels and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> really? Is. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that today. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a shot. Gather all the all dogs right. in front of the big screen. <laughs> all right, Get guys. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Get them a dog phone so they can call one another. Hey. Yeah, that's come on. right. <laughs> well, the dog dog phone is exactly what it sounds like. It's a phone for dogs. Developed by a researcher, Dr. Ilyana Herskivi, whatever, Douglas is her last name, at the University of Glasgow in Scotland, and Zach, her 10-year-old Labrador, the dog phone itself is comprised of a small ball equipped with a sensor and connected to a laptop. When a dog moves the ball, the phone initiates a video call to the dog's owner. Moving the ball also works to answer an incoming call if the dog is so inclined. The dog phone, which isn't intended for commercial use or distribution, then why are we talking about it, was invented as a way to study the way dogs experience technology and to innovate around their ease of use. Uh-huh. Wow, somebody has way too much research money. Yeah. While the researcher says uh, it's very exciting to receive video calls from Zach initially, eventually he burned her by not wanting to talk all the time. Wow. <laughs> Which inevitably led to her feeling anxious that something was wrong at home on the days when he, couldn't, when he wouldn't call at a regularly scheduled time. <sighs> 
Come on. She trained Mark. the dog to call at a regular time. Now I that, can't even train my a, family to do that. That's dude. a bigger story right there. <laughs> wow. No dogs understand what they're doing. Uh, do dogs understand what they're doing when they place the video call? Do they even experience a high level desire to check in on their humans when they're not around? Or are they content enough just to hang out with us when we're there in person? Do they prefer iOS or Android? Well, for now, dog phone asks a lot more questions than it does answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I. You know what? compared with that $44,000 mattress we talked about earlier, Mark, I'm thinking that somebody actually has tapped into our conversations privately and they're making money with them. Now this is ridiculous, dude. Really? I can't even get, you know, I, I've told my wife, it's like LaDonna only chooses to answer her phone at certain times. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. And if I, and it's like, I know it rings cause yep. I've heard it. I mm-hmm. see her answer the phone and it's like, I know when I'm calling and she doesn't, that she's willfully ignoring me. Okay. <laughs> Not answering texts. I know you're ignoring me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I've no, I just didn't hear it. Really? Mm-hmm, yeah. It was in your hand. I called you and no, don't. Like you realize that I could be dead on the side. I could. Well, I guess if, I, I dead on the if side you of the were road, dead on yeah. the side of the road, yeah. making a phone call, we'd have yeah. a corpse. That'd be the new product. The corpse phone. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And, you know, Mark, every now and again, as we get ready to do the show, there'll be a story that pops up. And it reminds me of, like, required reading from eighth grade that I didn't do until I got out of college, you know? Oh, my. (laughs) One of those was Flowers for Algernon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never read the book when I was supposed to. And after I I go through all your high school Mm -hmm. and college and you're a young adult and all of a sudden you decide... I'm going to, this is, you know, required mm-hmm. reading from eighth grade right. flowers for, I read it and I went, oh, why didn't I read this when I was 14? You know, it's like, yeah, you miss out on so much and you just want to go back to the kids in eighth grade and say, please, I'm begging you read this. Don't just go with the Cliff's notes. Come on. Oh no. You might've been emotionally scarred if you'd read it. You yeah, really? <laughs> well, when I saw this story pop up, that was the first thing I thought of really? was, yeah, because, you know, Flowers for Algernon is about a guy who has very low IQ, very mm-hmm. low intelligence. Yeah. And he, you know, races the mouse kind of Algernon's mouse. Right. Yeah. Anyway, and he becomes smart. Mm. And so here we have a brain damage that gives a man sudden genius. Mm-hmm. Guy named Jason Padgett. Nearly 20 years ago, he sustained permanent brain damage during robbery. His Wisconsin doctor says that after being assaulted, Padgett had a perceptual change. He has a particular kind of synesthesia where he sees lines, and for him, that that translated into a greater understanding of mathematics. Uh, Padgett, who hadn't finished algebra in high school, suddenly became a math genius. (laughs) Sudden genius syndrome. Wow. While the change in his brain has led to OCD and anxiety symptoms, it's allowed him to give ted talks and write a book called struck by genius wow yeah i'm thinking this guy was like me Mm. he got out of college he's kicking back and reads flowers for algernon and makes up a story about being robbed wow (laughs) (laughs) i just come on you can tell me that somebody gets beat up and they have sudden genius syndrome. Really? That's I, what we're going to buy into now. I'm just thinking of, uh, I, it just makes me think of Ruby Sue from, from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> fell, down the, fell down a well. He's a genius. Got kicked in the head by a mule. He's stupid again. I don't know.
liferadio.fm, The Mark and Max Show. And, you know, as uh, we prepare for the holidays and everything else, uh, you know, I told you we somehow brought the Christmas tree up a week ago. Did you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, Braylon wanted it up, you know. Oh, uh, it was Braylon. Okay, I got it. Yeah, and I thought, well, this is kind of cool, you know, we get it up and all that. But now it's like, okay, before Thanksgiving, you know, getting it up before Thanksgiving is kind of cool, you know. Yeah. Except that, you know, when you've got a six-year-old that thinks when the tree is up and all the decorations are on it, that there's, it's time to open presents (laughs) that don't exist yet, you know. No, that's not how this works. That's not how any of these works. I know. (laughs) But anyway, so now we're dealing with that one. But, um, you know, I I used to um, not make fun. I want to be very careful of this because um, every year there are stories of how somebody will uh, need help for Christmas because they mm. had a house fire, a house yeah. trailer fire. Yeah. And, uh, it happened in October, but they'd already bought all their Christmas stuff, you know? And, yeah. and I would look at those and I remember one specifically, you know, that, uh, I was like, I didn't say it out loud, but I thought, Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> you, you're, you know, you, you already had your tree up before yeah. Halloween and you already had presents under there and the house fire claimed them all. And, you know, mm. it just seems to stretch credibility. You know, yes. that's all. Yes. And yet I thought about this the other day because in my downstairs studio at the house, Hannah started stashing Christmas presents in October. <laughs> okay. And yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. I'm not that guy. You know that. Right, I'm yeah. the guy who, I mean, my gosh, my children would have grown up with, you know, a 12-pack of Milky Ways from the Dixie Mart for Christmas <laughs> if it was mine, you know. But, you know, thankfully, LaDonna actually did go and buy stuff, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. Not everybody waits yeah. till the last couple of days before Christmas to I do know. their shopping. I no. get that. But right. still, when you see a story, you apply it to your own life and go, come on, mm-hmm. no way. Well, now I get it. and. Now I feel bad about how I felt sometimes. Mm. Like, you know, people are defrauding others at the holidays, you know? Yeah. Jane says to me one day last week, I guess I need to start Christmas shopping. And I'm like, yeah. like have you heard the news lately? I mean, yeah. you should have started this probably a month ago. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, there's a, a you remember every year we have a, a special uh, surprise, you know, like a toy that will just go crazy. Yes. Um, years ago, it was the Furby. Mm-hmm. And uh, Haley was probably seven, and she wanted a Furby really bad. Oh, my. And I'm not kidding. I couldn't find one anywhere because by the time she said she wanted one, mm-hmm. they were gone. Yeah. And that's what caused her to want one, all the talk about the Furby. And so I actually, I'm not kidding. I felt like I was doing a backdoor, you know, drug deal or something. I met a guy <laughs> 10 o'clock at night at a vacant lot. Okay. Hey, psst, give me a minute, you know? And it's like, I'm paying like $200 for this Furby that, you know, is $49.99 on the shelf. And I'm giving him $200 cash for it. And I had to make sure that it was in, in a spoke English, not Spanish, That's you know? funny. Oh, yeah. And then there was a Tickle Me Elmo. Do you remember that? Yes, I in do. In the 90s. Well, I actually did a radio promotion around Tickle Me Elmo and put them on. First of all, how many helium balloons will it take to fly Tickle Me Elmo off the top of our building? And <laughs> we flew him. And the thing was, it's like, you know, you build it up and you're going to do it on Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas, whatever it was. Yeah. And I thought it would just slowly come down in the parking lot, you know. Right. And no, it drifted. The wind caught it and takes Uh-oh. it across the street, this very busy street 
busy street and people are running across the street get out of my way get out of my way it was like holy moly trying to get this tickle me elbow and this big lady was in the parking lot she was getting ready to go to the grocery store to get her shopping done and the tickle me elbow was coming down by her and i mean look she went three and a half bills easy and is wearing a moo moo okay and it's Christmas time, and she didn't even have shoes on. She's wearing slippers or something. And she gets out of her minivan, and as soon as she got out of the thing, it was like it lifted back up off the ground, you know? And here comes the Tickle Me Elmo, and here comes a group of people running across the street. They're all running to see who can get to the Tickle Me Elmo first. And it basically lands on top of her van, and she, you know, she throws her cigarette down and grabs her Diet Coke, and three people jumped on her to get the Tickle Me Elmo. It was, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, she didn't even know what it was. Wow. But she got it. And they ended up negotiating for it in the parking lot. You know, it was like a, a quick auction, you know, and she didn't know. And it's like, oh, my goodness. That was, you know. Oh, it's yeah. the Mark and Mac show, the home of those warm and fuzzy Christmas memories. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and you know um we mentioned the podcast you know you can uh download get the podcast sent to wherever your podcasts are sent check it out mark gets it up there every day by about uh, 10 o'clock central time right okay yep. anyway um this story has been out for a little while but it's kind of crazy where a man has posed as a former cia agent yep now this is like, if you remember the first vacation movie when uh, Chevy Chase is in the bar trying to pick up Christy Brinkley, oh, and uh, she says, oh, yeah, I thought you were going to say you used to be in the CIA, and he goes, oh, that old bit, huh? No, <laughs> I, I used to be. In the CIA. I'm not, not in CIA anymore, you know. <laughs> now I just travel Yikes. the uh, country and I, with my brother's family. Uh, my, yeah. We visit his hotels, my hotel chain, you know. <laughs> right. Airline. You remember... Uh, the movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Martin, Michael Caine. Yeah. I love that movie. Rupert, <gasps> you know, Rupert. They did a, okay. You know, that was a remake, right? Yes. I okay. The original remake. one, yes. Marlon Brando yes. was in the original I, and then yes. it has been remade again huh. um, with, uh, it was remade a couple of years ago with, um, oh, the girl that, uh, she really doesn't look very good without makeup. She was a princess. <laughs> um, she was Catwoman in one Dave. of the Batman movies. That's Dave at what? Mark and oh. Mac Show. That was out loud, wasn't <laughs> yes, it? it was. She doesn't. She's one of those chicks you know that if she's not an actress wearing a lot of makeup, that's a tough thing to look at. I'm dude. with you. All right. Um, well, anyway, but they did it with her and the uh, the really chubby girl that from Pitch Perfect. They called Fat Amy. Uh huh. Um, okay. They redid the thing as uh, it was just a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with women. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of like when they did Ocean's Eight with the women cast. Yeah. Or yeah. Or. Or the Ghostbusters remake with it. Yes. Oh. This big push, you know, to yeah. get rid of men. And there yeah. you go. Uh, it's, it's weird. Yeah. I just remember when I think of dirty, rotten scoundrels, I think of, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> um, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, let's see. One of the, Wait, why see. does he have a cork on the end of his fork? <laughs> 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 and the eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Stab. laughs> I actually said that the other day. I told LaDonna, I feel like Ruprecht the monkey boy, you know? <laughs> well, 51-year-old Matthew Anthony Marshall recently pled guilty to money laundering, tax evasion, and wire fraud. The resident of Whitefish, Montana, faces a maximum prison term of 20 years 
fine of $250,000 and three years of supervised release. According to court documents, it's been alleged that Marshall began working for the victim, currently known as John Doe, in Montana back in 2013. The con man managed to convince Doe that he was a former CIA agent and that he had also served as a member of the elite United States Marine Corps uh, Marine Corps Force Reconnaissance. Uh, <laughs> for Come on. Yeah. He told Doe that he'd been involved in several covert missions across the world. Marshall's claims were far from the truth. Not only had he not been associated with the CIA in any capacity, but had also never served in Forcon. Eventually, Marshall asked Doe whether he would bankroll off the books CIA-backed missions. <laughs> the former CIA agent also stated to his victim that these missions would involve assault teams. Moreover, Marshall informed Doe that he'd be personally leading rescue and other operations in foreign countries. Believing Marshall's tales, Doe transferred large sums of money, totaling around uh, $2,355,000 to the 51-year-old at least six times. He provided the financial assistance sought while being led to believe that the money was being used to fund CIA operations. Wow. That's actually kind of a pretty handy scam because the guy could go personally lead something and then get the word sent back that he was killed or something and he's gone you know <laughs> wow oh my goodness dude this just how do a fool and his money get together to start with you know yikes life radio.fm it is the mark and mag show and hey man a couple of minutes ago we were talking about dirty rotten scoundrels you yes. know but yeah. that guy claiming he was in the cia yes which by the way if if a if a guy claims that he's a hollywood producer you know and uh-huh. tells you you'd be uh-huh. a star or yeah. um if you have to pay any money to win your lot to get your lottery or winnings or mm-hmm. you know i was in the cia or i'm in the C, whatever you don't give him any money that's just <laughs> that's like rule number one right but yeah. we were talking about dirty rotten scoundrels and the female version that came out a couple of years ago uh, was called The Hustle. Right. And it was starring Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Yes. And you pointed out off the air to me, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> that's really dumb because what you said was it's just they're trying to, it's, it's, it's the feminism movement yeah. trying to, trying to make everything female powered, right? Yeah. Trying to eliminate right. men from the hero roles and all that stuff. Yeah. When you think about it, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Michael Caine, Steve Martin, they were both conned by a woman. Right. That <laughs> she ended she was, up winning out in the end. <laughs> yeah, she was the jackal. You yes. Know? Anyway, it's just anyway, maybe the, I, I haven't watched The Hustle, so I don't know. And the reason yeah. I haven't watched it is because I, yeah, because I, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I don't want to, uh-huh. you know, yes. and it's may, it might be the greatest movie ever made, mm. and I might catch it one day when I am really too lazy to get off the couch. To Can't reach the remote, remote control. Yeah, yeah, that sort of a thing. You know, and, and that's mm-hmm. how I'll end up watching it. But yeah. I, I did look it up. Um, one review, uh, the uh, aggregator is Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Um, the film has an approval rating of uh, 14%. <laughs> okay. Now, is that viewers or, or uh, reviewers? That's reviewers so 100 out of 170 reviews okay 14 oh, 14 yeah so so what did the fans think because there's usually uh, two of them you know there's the people i didn't care no. I just looked at it and went, <laughs> you know yeah that says enough yeah yeah <laughs> well you know it's just it boggles the mind when and i look when hollywood or politicians or whatever when they try to force a particular thing down our throat you know and it's like 
just organically do things. Don't uh, like the Ghostbusters remake with women. The the this Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake with women. The um, Ocean's Eight with women. You know, it's just it, it hmm. just boggles the mind. If it's yeah. organically done, they tend to be just fine. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's just I I I. That's all I can say. I I I. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, Mark. Look at this. Um, older couples' hearts synchronize when they're near one another. Yeah. Now, does that mean that our hearts would synchronize? <laughs> or be, you know, no, because we're okay. not a couple. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I thought as Bert you and like to say, we're not Bert and Ernie. Yeah. We don't live together. Uh, to say that happily married seniors share one heart may be more than just a figure of speech. It turns out that when old couples are physically close, their hearts beat together. Researchers from the University of Illinois say that when aging partners are close to each other, their heart rates synchronize in complex patterns of interaction. Just being close to another person isn't always the best idea, and for the couple to reap the benefits, it has to depend on the nature of the interaction. Closeness in the context of a conflict is very different from closeness in the context of loving interactions. The study included 10 heterosexual married couples aged 64 to 88 who had been in their relationships for 14 to 16. 65 years. That's a pretty broad spread. Uh, they were each allowed by a researcher for two weeks, or followed by a researcher for two weeks, who continuously tracked their heart rates and their proximity to each other when at home. Participants wore a Fitbit to measure their heart rate <laughs> and a small proximity sensing device. The team installed sensors in the home that allowed them to monitor the devices and observe how physically close the spouses were to each other. By setting the study up this way, the, the researchers were able to correlate all three measures, each partner's heart rate and the couple's proximity in real time. <laughs> yeah. Mark, the, you know what? Stop. I'm, here's what I'm thinking. A lot of these people realize that they could they could take their Fitbits, put them together inside of a sock, and toss it into the dryer, and they they'd go into mm -hmm. and that would sync their motions up. I think that's what wow. happened here. I'm just saying that the University <laughs> of Illinois is misusing their research dollars. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking the University of Illinois is getting too much research money. Yeah, it's time for the Mark and Mac show to put together our own research project to find that's out about right. why UFOs are bringing Bigfoot to the planet. That's what I want to know. <laughs> And is the plural of Bigfoot, Big Feet? Well. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And, you know, Mark, as we head into a, a holiday of Thanksgiving, there are a lot of people who like to politicize it. Mm -hmm. Lots. And it boggles my mind. Because if you actually read uh, George Washington's first Thanksgiving proclamation, yeah. you know, it mentions god it's about giving thanks to god for mm -hmm. what he has done and uh it boggles my mind that people don't reflect on that yeah you know when um whenever you know how it is whenever liberals talk about we gotta have separation of church and state blah blah mm -hmm. blah it's like yeah, yeah that's not what was intended no. and you're playing you're playing exact words with it go watch the brady bunch episode <laughs> on exact words okay and yeah. you'll learn why you got to stop this madness. But yeah, they're misrepresenting it yeah. in a, in a grossly, yeah. grossly vast, and, huge way. Yeah. And I've read, you know, the George Washington proclamation many times, and I encourage you to go do it. I'm not going to yeah. read it right now. It's just, I would encourage you to read it because 
it really tells you about our founding fathers and and uh, those who began this nation you know the legal aspect of it mm-hmm. not those who you know landed on a boat and started fighting indians and stuff like that mm-hmm. or native americans you know and it just the bottom line is it's not it's not into this horrible rewriting of history it really is a proclamation to yeah. give thanks to god to take one day out of our year and give thanks to the almighty for mm-hmm. what he has done for those of us who live here yeah that's all it is i mean that's a pretty big thing it is it's not pilgrims and it just i think that's what boggles my mind it really does mm-hmm. you know the whole the whole changing of history to accommodate a political ideology which is to tear us all down you know to bring up something else that's wrong yeah and you know it's it's just it's insanity and i don't know why we have to battle it out in this great nation of ours but sometimes when you give people too much freedom they do lose their cookies mm. and i mean yeah. we have freedom but i you know it's that like okay it's like burning the flag if you make burning the flag a law you know that it's against the law to burn the flag then when somebody burns it it means something if it's not against the law to burn the flag then now you're just stupid you're burning something that costs money you know? yeah, I'm making a statement. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. You know what Thanks. statement is that? that? You're stupid. Here's a 20. Go ahead yeah. and burn this, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And it's that same kind of thing. And I'm like, at, at what point though, do you stand up and say, I don't like you burning the flag. I don't like you, you know, taking our great country and acting like this is the first time we've ever had these issues. I mean, golly gee whiz beef, go back and look at the sixties and early seventies. You want to mm. see conflict in this country. You want to see cities on fire and you know, people, Stand, you know, fighting and burning up cities and, and blowing up uh, police stations. Look at the weather underground, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, you know, I, I think about the weather underground sometimes because nobody really wants to talk about what they ended up being. And they were actually ended up, you know, becoming terrorists within the U.S. And then blew themselves up, actually, if you yeah, really yeah. want to get into it. Was it in Greenwich Village, uh, a bomb that blew up um, the two people making a bomb and a third guy, you know. Mm-hmm. We couldn't identify him except for a, a tip of his thumb, I think. But anyway, it's like they were planning on blowing up. They they took this protesting idea and had gone so violent with it, they were planning on blowing up a dance at a military hall, you know, to protest the killing in Vietnam. Yeah. It's like you're going to kill people here in the States to protest the killing in Vietnam. Mm. And that's what we're doing now. We're We're actually burning cities and attacking people and creating more death and destruction to protest somebody being, you know, killed or shot. Yeah. And it's by police, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think it's 99% of the time they were violent criminals in the act of a yes. violent crime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we lose sight of that. Yeah. You know, it's like, so this individual who was a lifelong criminal, um, all of a sudden they become the painter, you know, they become an angel mm-hmm. and the good guys, who actually had to do their job, like, you know, become bad guys. And, yeah. you know, you, truth it. has to win over this somehow. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, well, we but it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is like, you've got to give thanks for living in a country that is so great that people can protest the, mm. the nature of this country. But the truth has to have its day. It has to be in there somewhere. It can't be, it can't be chaos, anarchy based on a lie. There can be chaos and anarchy as long as it's based on the truth. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. You know, Mark, 
with Thanksgiving, you know, here now, um, looking at the future, oftentimes you and I will look around our country and say, hey, if I moved to North Dakota right now, I could be a Walmart greeter and get paid 25 bucks an hour because people are working in the oil fields, you know, <laughs> right, and making yeah. a bundle. Well, now, they were, by the way, yeah. well, they were, but they will again. That's what I was headed with that is that right now, Nebraska has like the lowest unemployment. Yeah. But, you know, we're if, if oil prices keep going the way they are mm-hmm. under this liberal administration, you realize that in the Dakotas where they had figured out how to get the oil up out of the ground in that really unique way that. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, they're getting, once it gets above, what is it? 80, $80 a barrel. I think mm. that's the, that's the tipping point where they can go in the Dakotas and they can get it up out of the ground and make money with it. Mm-hmm. So just be watching. But right now, Nebraska is the place that has yeah. the lowest, uh, lowest unemployment, right? Of any state on record. Wow. At least that was for October. It reflects the big labor shortages that have quickly swept across the nation amid an yeah. economic, re- <laughs> well, this story says, Amid an economic recovery that is without parallel, <laughs> which is a bald-faced lie. I mean, our economy is in dire straits right now. It's in really yeah. bad condition. But the uh, the the leftists in Washington D.C., the communists in Washington D.C. Yeah. who are running the country right now, yeah. are just lying to everybody. Oh, this yeah. is the greatest. Uh, this is an unparalleled recovery. It's just amazing, right. amazing. Yeah. But but it's not. Nebraska's unemployment rate ticked down to 1.9% last month. That's well below national jobless rates of 4.6 and the lowest rate for state records dry, tracing back to 1976. Wow. Now, I also question that 4%, 4.6% because yeah. so many businesses are having trouble finding people to work. They just don't want to come right. to work, right? Right. It's all over the place. And yeah. it's not, you know, we've talked about this before, going to uh, fast food places that yeah. the lobbies aren't open, only the drive-thru is because they mm-hmm. can't staff them. There's right. There are restaurants that I know of that, that sometimes will post on Facebook, sorry, we can't serve you tonight, we don't have enough people, right? things like that. So we have an issue in this country. People are not showing up for work. They, they're just not. Right. But it's, so the unemployment, the jobless rate, they, I, had, I, I don't buy 4.6%. I just don't. Yeah. It, it can't I, be right. Yeah. <laughs> be interesting to see a real number we're not going to see them for a while oh but, no you know, we're not eventually no. we will yeah and you know it'll be interesting to see where it where it heads and mm-hmm. i'm hoping i'm i'm just i believe in our country and i believe that based because of how our country is i think we recover from everything eventually yeah. even bad yeah. government it's funny but, even even under under bad government the business community finds a way Mm-hmm. to recover and recover right. fairly quickly everything else will follow eventually but yeah. entrepreneurs people who are are creatives who start businesses figure ways out to survive if at yeah. all possible they figure out ways to survive and so we always bounce back even if there are idiots running the country <laughs> we always manage to bounce back somehow and that showed in the four years of donald trump in spades because those people who had been under, they just had hunkered down for eight years under Obama. And if you don't think that's true, just look around your city. There's a, as an example in not far from where I live, there is an entire subdivision with no houses in it that got started. They paved the roads, they put in the the sewer systems, they put in the storm drains and all that other stuff. And then when Obama was elected to office, they stopped building because they knew the economy would tank and they would never make their money back on the subdivision. It's still sitting that way because even after the uh, four years of, uh, of Donald Trump, they didn't go back, but they had to change direction and do something else. Right. So there was eight years under Obama where the economy was in very sad, uh, uh, f- sad shape because it was, imp- it was so hard to make a profit and do business under 
leftist rule. And then when Donald Trump came into office and everybody began to understand, oh, things are back to normal again. We can actually make a profit and and do business and employ more people and people can make more money. It exploded. (laughs) It just exploded for four years. And the news media and the Democrats lied to us for four solid years about it and said, oh, this was all this Obama set this up. This was all (laughs) this is all Obama's economy and he's taking credit for it. And and even now, anything that's a positive they're saying they're they're saying it was Joe Biden. He's reca- he's repairing everything Donald Trump did, mm-hmm. you know, and that so they just keep lying to us. But we do survive. We do recover if we're given the opportunity. Sadly, right now, there are not many of those opportunities. Life Radio FM, the Mark and Mag show and. You know, just a couple of quick hits. You you mentioned the uh, uh, neighborhood that was started years ago that yeah. they never they laid out the uh, pavement and all yeah, that, yeah. set up sewers, and then mm-hmm. never built the houses. And you're talking about how the manhole covers have been stolen. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, I, I didn't so, say that on the air, but yeah, no, I was telling yeah, you it was afterwards. Just, yeah, yeah, and and so I wanted to I looked it up because I thought, well, how much is the manhole cover worth? Mm-hmm. Okay, and depending on where you're looking, it, like there's a thieves are stealing manhole covers in the New York Times. Wow. And this was back years ago where they said that, you know, they can get 30 bucks to $200 for a manhole cover. Wow. And then I looked up a more recent one. Okay. Yeah. The average manhole lid about, you know, two to $6. So they're either two to $6 or $15 or 200, depending on what source you're looking at. Wow. But they're heavy, you know? Yeah, they so, are. Anyway, it's just kind of interesting what people will steal because, you know, the one thing that happened to here, uh, we had tornadoes and things like that. I remember several years ago um, that you have a lot of people to volunteer to help in the recovery efforts, you know, to clean up debris and things like that. And there were truckloads of um, in my church that we sent out volunteers and they were dressed appropriately and, you know, skilled mm-hmm. at helping. Well, there were we got behind a truck. Uh, a group of guys that were pretending to be helper helpers, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But they weren't. They were stealing copper, and uh, that was all they were doing. They were acting like they were helping, but they were not. They were helping themselves to the copper that they, and other things they could steal. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, when one of the guys in our group, because I I wasn't going to approach them, you know, it's like I'm in, <laughs> you know, not in my home turf here, dude. You know, yeah, yeah. walking over unlevel ground and stuff i'm already in bad shape you know and i thought you know if it gets physical i can barely protect myself yeah so i mentioned it to one of our hotheads you know because every group has a hothead you know and, and, oh, I'll, t- yep. I'll fix it i'll go yep. talk to him and, but you don't go to the guy with the loud mouth skinny guy in the back you want to go to the kind of big guy mm-hmm. who drives a big truck not because it's big but because that's mm. what's required for him to be able to drive comfortably yes and you know he doesn't raise his voice often but when he does he's got that he's he's got uh-huh. the bald head thing going yeah, where like yeah. the the hair goes around like bozo uh-huh, but yeah. the top of his head male pattern see, baldness yeah yeah and you, you see the veins between his ears and his eyes pop out when he gets mad and it's like he doesn't raise his voice so you can tell he's mad that's the guy you want to get angry and that's the guy you go hey they're stealing they are over they're not helping those guys you see that guy right there yeah and that's the guy you send over there because he's you know <laughs> he's just waiting to explode on somebody it's, and and i kind of looked at it as i'm doing him a favor mark yeah because if he doesn't uncork this every once in a while he's gonna die of a heart attack 
So I'm basically saving Papa, you know. So you're giving him but some therapies. Which I'm just, I'm it? helping him un, just uncork. There's ah, the guys. I got you, yeah. And yeah, so <laughs> I help. I've saved a few lives that way, Mark. Feeling pretty good about it, actually. <laughs> well, you go with that. And <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving. Know, there you go. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Where's the turkey? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.